Hello, people of the interwebs. Classic intro. My name is Jeff, and welcome to the Digital Century Podcast. Today, good morning. Good, and hi. Good morning. Good morning. Sorry, I was going to let you do your spiel. I don't want to interrupt. I don't know what my spiel is. I never have a plan for that. No, you know. It's you always don't. just whatever whatever comes to mind, like the Donut Century Podcast. <laughs> great. Today's also the Donut Century Podcast, because we had donuts. But donuts! Donuts! Uh, yeah, so today is the season finale of the podcast, kind of, basically. Um, we are going to be focusing on other things with Digital Century that we will announce later on, um, but we're focusing on other things for the moment. We kind of just don't want to worry about doing the podcast, um, so we're taking a little bit of a break. I don't know what that means exactly in terms of like how long that is. Uh, there's still going to be video content from us that we plan to do. We want to do like spoiler episodes um, and thoughts on uh, Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker, The Mandalorian, Jedi Fallen Order, all that good stuff. Because um, we don't want to give our spoiler thoughts on on here. Like we'll do that in another another video. But uh, yeah, so we're gonna just take a break for a little bit. Uh, so we'll just call this season one finale that came out of nowhere because uh, we've been gone for a little bit. We we didn't really film anything over the holidays. Yeah, you know, like like you guys will know, the holidays is a is a rough time. Just everyone's it's, everything's chaotic. People are going all out of town, and you know, just taking a break. And that's that's what I did. So. Yeah, we kind of just took a an unofficial rest. It was like okay, let's. I don't. I never even really thought about it, to be honest. I was like, okay, like I'm not thinking about the podcast right now. So I mean, I, it kind of crossed my mind. I'm like, oh, we ha- this is a second week, third, third week in a row that we haven't filmed. I, I think I thought about it after the third week, and I was like, I definitely want to film at least one more. But we are also focusing on other things, so that's kind of why I can, I can switch cameras to you and to me. <laughs> I haven't done this in a long time. I forgot my my camera camera order here, but. Uh yeah, so happy holidays, everyone. <laughs> we didn't film. Merry Christmas, Merry, happy New Year. Merry oh, Christmas, yeah, happy New Year, happy every everything. Just be happy. Just be happy. Um, be merry and bright. Yeah, it is now 2020. So welcome to the uh, to 2020. Yeah, woo! Cheers and every everything. Um, interesting factoid that I'm sure you you know. Also, I'm sorry. I'm holding this mic because. The arm just likes to move down. Um, these arms are... Ever so gradually. They have been used by many individuals, and so they they are no, no longer sturdy. Um, but, so, interesting fact, if you would probably know if you've been on the internet, which I talked to you about this, Dom, but um, there's a, a thing going around that, like, every 20th, every 20th year, or not 20th year, but, like, um, 1820, 1920... There has been some form of outbreak or plague, which is interesting and scary. Now, I don't mean like a worldwide plague that has affected like everyone, but generally there's been like large outbreaks of a deadly something that has happened in the 20s. Like like something substantial enough to to get attention, like maybe like the size of a town or something. Yeah. So hopefully <laughs> nothing happens. Well, because um, I, I know there's still play cases even in the U.S., but it's very, very small. Like maybe like not even 10 people a year. Uh, like the count is very small. Yes, it is. It is very minuscule from what I have, what I have read. Yeah. But 
that's just an interesting factoid. Uh, so if anything pops up this year, then then we know it's just uh, it is just that year. More of the store people get your kids vaccinated. Yeah, do that. Uh, that shouldn't be a political thing, but do it. <laughs> um, anyways. Should look at my notes. <laughs> Dom, how are your holidays? We should talk about the holidays because we didn't. I had wanted to do a Christmas episode, but again, during that time, it was just it was not the right time to film, so we didn't end up doing it. Mm-hmm. But um, how was your how was your Christmas and your New Year's? Uh, let's see. So as you know, I was out on vacation for about a week and a half, and the start of it was pretty good. I went to Disneyland for my birthday. I'm a December baby, and. Um, there is loud music going outside the studio right now. Someone is having a good time out there. Yeah. Hopefully that's that. not popping up if, if you can hear it. But What uh, is that music? I don't know. But anyway, um, yeah, I went to Disneyland for two days. Um, pretty pretty chill. Like, it was cold enough and actually kind of windy where I needed three jackets that included, like, a windbreaker. Like, that's how cold it was for me. And uh, went on some new rides. Went, well, it was actually my first time going to uh, to Galaxy's Edge. Thought that was pretty cool. Went on the Millennium Falcon or the Smuggler's Run. Um, and let's see what else. I uh, went on the Incredible Coaster. That was pretty fun. Kind of nerve wracking at first because I don't do new roller coasters. Uh, but overall, got over my fear. Uh, then my wife got me sick starting the first day we were there, and then I. Whew, Broke a broke a started getting into a fever like the night before we came back into town, uh, but then aside from that, that was fine. Christmas, spent some time with family. Uh, it was like a last minute decision uh, with the wife side of the family, and then New Year's hung out with some friends at their new apartment. Actually, the same group of friends actually just got married, so that was cool. Um, but it was interesting because we were having the like New Year's like Eve like New York party on TV. Not a whole lot was going on. Like, it was kind of like just very boring. Just you, you hear people talking with people in the streets. It was whatever. The The New Year, the New Year's thing is always funny to me because it, it's always just so awkward. <laughs> like, I don't, uh, it, the, yeah, like I watched bits of it, you know, and it was, it was just like, what is going on? Like, what is, what is this? You know, like you have the musical performances, which are great, whatever music. Um, but then like just with the, with the hosts and everything, it's like, there's jokes going on. There's random things. Like people are trying to be entertaining, but it's live. So you just have that like awkwardness when things don't work out. Right. It, I don't, I don't know. There's just something about it that, that I watch and I'm like, that's kind of weird. But yeah, I would say probably the two or maybe three most awkward things I saw was, so there was Ryan Seacrest doing his thing, like the main one, and then there was his co-host actress. I forgot her name, but she was on Pretty Little Liars, and she was trying to engage in the crowd. And there were some points where just she just kept repeating herself, and I'm just like, I think this is like her first time doing this, and she doesn't know what to say. Like I don't blame her, but she's like, you can tell there's that awkwardness. It's just she's just trying to overcome. Uh, second thing was, I guess there was a wedding taking place uh, in Times Square, like it was actually happening or something and i guess the wife had said something about like the future that she's looking for i didn't watch it i just heard it and my wife and our friends talking about it and the comments were something like oh the wife was saying something about like having kids blah 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 blah. but you see the husband live on camera like he's freaking out like 
uh, like, I, I wasn't aware of this or something. Like, it, everything she was saying was taking her husband by surprise. Honey, we have not had this conversation, but, and I don't think live television is the place to have it. <laughs> yeah, and, and then the third thing um, was, so as you mentioned, there's always some sort of live performance. I think the biggest one I can recall was a couple years ago. It was like Pitbull did his thing with like, I think Chris something. I forgot his name. Um, I don't know. There was this whole performance that involved Pitbull. Like that one was pretty good. And then Lady Gaga did another performance. Hers was pretty good. I remember those. But then this one had uh, Post Malone, whose big hit right now, Circles, is going around. I didn't realize what he looked like until he got on stage. And I was like, oh, this guy's a, the, the singer? Okay. Oh, you not, had no idea. I had no idea. He, this guy looked like he's like some sort of rapper or hip-hop artist, but his song does not sound like any of those two genres. But then his performance was very lackluster. Like, he, he, there's not much to go off. The crowd didn't look really excited, except maybe some close-ups of these girls, like, oh, Goo Goo Gaga, you know, over, over this guy. But it's just like, eh. I don't know that I've really heard any of his music. I know of him and I know what he looks like, but I don't I've probably heard a few of his songs or tracks, but I I, I can't think of any. Like I'm just not that musically inclined. I just I don't know these people. Yeah, the way my wife told me is that he's more of rap hip hop, but circles is more like chill, almost I mean you you may or may not know, but it, it the song it reminds me of other artists like Snow Patrol or, uh, shoot, uh, what, what was the, I forgot the name of the band, but the, the one band that has like the song, um, dang it, I'm, I'm thinking it right now. I just heard it in the car um, where he sings something about like heroes or like Achilles and his gold. I don't know. I forgot. It's a kind of like a sing pop. it for a stop. I I would. <laughs> I would. Performance right now. Oh man, that'll be a finale, right? Hey. <laughs> he, he the line kind of goes like Achilles and his gold, uh, Achilles and his miss, or Batman with his fist. Like he makes all this rhyme. Uh, Coldplay. Coldplay. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, 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 guys. That was, I was terrible like, for you. Who is this unknown artist? No, 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 no. Like, oh, it, it's Coldplay. No, no, it's <laughs> well, kind of like how they kind of have like the slow, kind of like almost like atmospheric, like movie yeah, songs. Yeah, yeah. Circles kind of reminds me of that style. And then when I saw his face, I'm like, what the hell? Not, I'm not trying to judge a book by by its cover, but it's just like it took me by surprise. And aside from the visual element performance which is very lackluster he was just like doing more of this like in place or going on a stand coming back down and i'm just like man i've seen concerts where they got like fire in the air you know just like come on let's do something like that in new york yeah i don't know how much of a performer he actually is i mean like i said i don't know much about him at all mm -hmm. besides what he looks like but i yeah i don't know he, he doesn't I don't, maybe that that's his performance it's more about the music versus the the dancing and, and stuff i don't know yeah i really like his, the song circles but if he sings like the rap and hip-hop i'm like I, I ain't gonna listen to the other stuff that's not my genre <laughs> yeah no need so you had a good holiday overall yeah i, I was really really relaxed good because yeah. don't get that all the time <laughs> yeah no i'll, I'll try <laughs> um my holiday was good we uh trying to think i didn't queue up anything in my brain to really talk about in terms of my holidays um 
what did we do? We we spent time with family as per usual. Um, went to both sides of the family. So we did like lunch with her side, and then or was that another day? I'm mixing up my days here. Christmas Eve, we went to yeah. We we had like kind of a lunch like earlier uh, gathering, and then we went over to my side of the family and just hung out there all night. Um, it was good. It's Christmas, you know. So it's it's nice. I like Christmas a lot. I like that that time with family and like the atmosphere. I just I love it a lot. Mm. Um, and then New Year's, we just kind of hung at home. Like we just stayed home all day pretty much and, and it was it was really nice we went to starbucks at one point we had to go out to run some errands and then uh we wanted to get some some coffee mm. so we went to starbucks and we're in the drive-thru and they're taking a while to make our drinks no big deal so the the barista is just like leaning over and he's like so you guys got any plans for new year's and i was like Oh yeah, we're staying home. And he goes, "That sounds nice." <laughs> he says, "Like, I was like, oh yeah, what are you gonna do when you get off?" He's like, "Stay home." And I was like, "Yeah, we all we all have the same idea." Mm-hmm. Um, what did you do? Did, did you have did you like for New Year's? Yeah. So yeah, so we went over to my friend's apartment, and uh, like I was saying, we had the New Year's show happening in the background. Most of the day was just uh, just spat my bad. Uh, we just stayed at home. But then the evening went to their place, um, and then we brought some food over. They provided some other food, and we were just playing some board games. Really, that's just what it was—kind of like a chill, boring night. If you're one of those people that likes to go out and party, uh, I was gonna say, did you did you drink responsibly, Dom? I did. Actually, speaking of that, um, so my friends—not to say that they're alcoholics by any means, but. Uh, they have this whole rack full of like different like liquors and wine, and uh, his wife likes really likes wine, and she has like a whole rack devoted to that. But they had recently bought this Smirnoff uh, Christmas bottle that has like the candy cane like label on it and has like with peppermint. I was like, oh, I actually saw this at at a Walmart and I want to buy it. But I didn't know, I didn't want to spend the money on it because the last time I bought a Smirnoff that was like a fruity flavor, like it was watermelon, it just tasted horrible. Granted, at the time, I drank it as it was, didn't mix it with anything, and my tolerance for alcohol was still like not that good. Uh, So this time I was like, okay, let me try drinking a shot just of this. It wasn't that bad. But then uh, my friend's wife was like, oh, you should try drinking it with, uh, with hot chocolate. And oh my gosh, that was great. That sounds really good. It tasted really good. I, what really complimented was just the chocolate. Like it just went well. And I've had peppermint hot chocolate before. So I'm like, oh, like this makes absolute sense. Drink it like that. Um, and then I had it with this other like soda as well. Um, Shoot, it was a fruity soda. It reminded me of uh, root beer, but it didn't have that strong root beer taste. It was more relaxed. And I, I don't like root beer because of how strong it is. This one, I'm like, okay, if I were to have a root beer-like flavor, this would be the one for me. Uh, that, wasn't, that, that one was good, too. Um, but no, I didn't get buzzed or you know drunk for that matter. Good, Tom. Good. There's actually on the highway leading up to here there is a um they have like the the electronic signs right i know you see them um 
so they can like change the message on them. Mm-hmm. And the message right now is like the best uh, New Year's resolution is to not uh, drive under the influence. Yes, I've seen that a few times. <laughs> the, whoever does the signs in our area, like on that highway in particular, Gold Star. Absolutely. It's great. It's just random stuff like that. Um, I saw a meme. I don't think it actually was a sign that was made, but it was a meme where it was like Baby Yoda. You know, it's like mm-hmm. ba- like be protect Baby Yoda or something mm-hmm, like that. It mm-hmm. was it was really funny. Uh, but overall, I had a good New Year's. Uh, really relaxing time with family and uh, uh, yes, drink responsibly always. Um, but yeah, speaking of Baby Yoda, we uh, the Mandalorian's over. The season one is over. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. and I am very sad. I didn't have anything to watch on Thursday night. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, ah, man. It's, it's So, like I said in the beginning of the show, we're not going to really get into spoilers or a lot of our thoughts on it. Um, but overall, or like, yeah, spoilers. But I do want to give our thoughts on it. I do want to give spoiler like... Spoiler-free uh, Spoiler-free thoughts. thoughts and like overall opinions because not only is The Mandalorian season one over, but... The Rise of Skywalker came out. We both saw it. Uh, we've both played uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Um, we're kind of at this point where all of these like Star Wars things that we were looking forward to have come out, and we've seen them. And it's like, where where are we at now, and where are we going? I kind of want to take a look at that. It's like now what? <laughs> yeah, like like now what? It, which is uh, actually something I've really thought about. Is like we don't really have any major news for the next movie, do we? Like for the most part, it's pretty under wraps. So, yeah. So, all the major things have already really happened. Mandalorian came and ended. Rise of Skywalker came and ended. Still out in theaters. Um, aside from my personal thoughts that we'll talk about on another episode, go watch it if you haven't already. Um, and then Fallen Order came out. The next really big thing is Clone Wars Season 7, uh, which I'm really looking forward to. But in terms of movies... As of right now, it's still Ryan Johnson's supposed trilogy. Who knows what the hell's happening with that show? And then uh, Benioff and Wise's, their planned trilogy is now scrapped because they're going with Netflix, which is unfortunate. I was looking forward to whatever they were going to you know, do. Uh, so really, movies, there's nothing else aside from now a new rumor that's coming out that the next movie or saga is supposed to be set in the High Republic era. I don't know what that even means. I just saw an article title that, yeah. I didn't read it, so I don't know what it means, but the within the title of the article, the headline, it was um, like, it's supposed to, it's going to the High Republic and it, it will feel familiar. So I, 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 like you, I don't know what that means. I don't know if the High Republic is... The Republic that was formed after uh, the original trilogy, like after the Empire, or mm-hmm. if this is like, it wouldn't be Old Republic. I think if it was Old Republic, they would just say Old Republic. But I, I, I'm curious and also slightly worried, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, if it was the Republic, you said that's post-Galactic Civil War, just call it New Republic. That's what that's how they call themselves. They shouldn't have called it anything else. Now it just leaves more questions than answers, really. Um, but I'm still looking forward to some sort of old old Republic kind of trilogy or even a TV series. I'm fine with that. And then speaking of TV series, the next ones that are coming out is Obi-Wan with Ewan McGregor. He's coming back. Cassian Endor series with uh, Diego. No. Is it Diego Luna? 
Yes. Diego Luna? Okay. I think so. Okay, I'm surprised I remember that name. <laughs> um, and then uh, I, it's supposed to be, like I guess, How You Meets K2SO. That one, we already had our uh, concerns uh, pitched where it was just like, what's the timeline on this? How close is it going to be to Rogue One? Because we already know what's going to happen to him at the end of Rogue One. And for me personally, it's just like, okay, I didn't find him really interesting enough to that warrants a story. I would have preferred a continuation of the solo story, uh, whether it's a potential TV series. Uh, and then there was another rumor that came out that a sequel uh, series to Rebels is in the works that should follow Sabine and Ahsoka to try to find Ezra. Uh. Um, I figured that was going to come down the pipeline sooner or later. That is just a story that I know Dave Filoni isn't going to just leave. Yeah, I thought they might tell that story. I don't know. Like, I don't think they do it in a book. Like, the fact that these were characters introduced in an animated series, I don't feel like they would do it in a book. But maybe that also would go into well, yeah, that would go into Thrawn too, and what happened to him. Mm-hmm. I'd be excited to see that. I mean, after Resistance ends this season, after two seasons, uh, what else is there in terms of animation aside from Clone Wars? But like new stuff. I mean, there's no, nothing really that I've heard of. No, they might want to focus their resources on live stuff because of how well Mandalorian did. Yeah. It was the most anticipated and most watched um, TV show in 2019. And that says a lot. And um, I was just having this conversation with my wife and I think some other people where it's just like, you know, if it's only eight episodes long, I think it's just because Disney wanted to play it safe. Okay, this is our first live action series. It's costing roughly $1 million to make per episode. So let's just keep it short, see what audiences, how they react, and then let's build on the next one. I knew they were going to make more TV shows. That wasn't going to be... A question. It was just maybe a matter of what characters are going to focus on and how long they're going to be. Because Obi Wan, I think, is supposed to be another eight episode season. Uh, and if it's just the one season, then that's going to be a very short series. But um, I think they're just playing it safe just to see how audience react. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think. Well, one, I hope the Mandalorian season two has a larger budget than it did i know i think it had a a substantial budget but i want to see them do more you know like some of the effects in the mandalorian were a little funky here and there you know Mm -hmm. so i'd like to see them get like just a good budget and maybe more time to like iron that stuff out overall it was was fine i think did a fantastic job with every effect but just in general you know, if I, although there is so much they can do with time, like it's not all about money, it's it is time. Yeah. But um, it's basically a mini movie every episode. Right. Yeah. And I am excited for uh, Obi Wan uh, as well. I I don't really see them going past one season with Obi Wan. I feel like it's going to be like here's Obi Wan's story on Tatooine during this moment of time, and then that's going to be it. I don't foresee them making a big series out of it. I I honestly don't know if I want them to. Like, I kind of want them to tell this story and then move on, you know, not not get trapped with it. As much as I love Obi-Wan, and if this series is as great as the episodes that Deborah Chow directed in The Mandalorian, if they're all that good, then I will be really happy with it. And I think it will be cool to have a second season, but I also don't know if I would really want that, you know? Yeah. 
Um, also, I feel like I butchered her name. Deborah Chow. Great, great director. Great episodes. Uh, well, we'll get into that in the in the spoiler videos. Also, insert side note. Um, I was looking up the High Republic. Apparently, the High Republic is uh, 400 years before the Skywalker saga. So it is the Old Republic, basically. Or some form of the Old Republic. An older Republic. <laughs> no, uh, it would be a more recent Republic. Than the Old Republic? Yeah. Because in my what mind... the Old Republic? When did that take place? Like a thousand years. Oh, a thousand? It, it, well, it, it depends on which time frame you're looking at. If you're looking at, like, the, the birth of the Republic, that is, like, well, maybe right. a couple thousand or several years old but now with the new canon timeline who who the hell knows but it depends on which timeline you're looking at because darth bane i think was a couple hundred years before before like the prequels or before the old republic i think because revan predates bane and bane took his teachings off of revan um oh like this whole idea of rule of two kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, it just depends. But, hey, if they're keeping to if to that kind of idea of a timeline, who knows? Maybe Darth Bane will be involved. Maybe. It'd be cool. I that, mean... This is me wishful thinking. Yeah, I mean, they have been going more into, like, the Force and, like, the Jedi and Sith and what that means, you know? So I think there's potential there. Um, I... Uh, I know I would need to go back and see what the timeline is of the the old republic, because um, it'd be cool to like it would be cool to go back to the the old republic, like the era that we like Kotor, you know, and like Revan and the the Sith Empire and like that that whole thing, you know, like that I think that would be that would be sweet. But I'm happy that it is definitely before the prequels, and it's not something that is uh, after. <laughs> like the sequel era you know basically it's like i don't i'm not i'm personally not interested in the sequel era as much they just haven't built it up enough for me to really care about it as much you know and so i i do want to go i want to go back i want to go back in time let's see what what happened before you know maybe probably see yoda i mean 400 i mean dude would only be like math uh 500 years old no uh like 400 years old or something you know like he would he would be a spry young little whatever species he is you mm-hmm. know i mean that would be that would be neat but also like there is that area of just like what happened before the prequels like it was just like this time of relative peace you know so i'm assuming this would be before that or it would be like during it but there's like minor conflicts i don't know apparently from the article i read it's not going to be like a trilogy of movies it's going to be like different movies that will interconnect mm-hmm. so it kind of what um the um, a star wars story you know set was supposed to be and never really turned out um i don't know i, I We'll see. That's <laughs> what I always say. So. My my wishful thinking, aside from like Darth Bane maybe being involved, is for me I want to see more of the Force, the the ancient ways of the Jedi and the Sith, like maybe how the conflict started uh, between the two factions. You know, like all that stuff that we really only get in old video games and comics. 
That's what I really wanted to see because with Rise of Skywalker, when they showed that new Sith Temple on Exegol, I'm like, finally, we see something of this nature in a movie. I appreciate it in Clone Wars and Rebels for sure, but it's just like, I really wanted to see it in a movie. I really did. But then they, they, they don't really expand on it. It's fine. But um, I that's what I want to see more of. Um, I think there's a lot of potential there because... Yes, it, it would be different and similar to what we've seen so far with galactic-sized uh, conflicts, but it's more on a smaller scale between like two different factions, and it's more the mysticism around it as well. And I think that would be really interesting because a different perspective on on kind of like a similar conflict. Um, that's where I really would really like to see because uh, we only get a, t- a tease t- teasers of it through comics, like. I remember one of the earlier comics that came out in in the early issues of the canon uh, stuff was, um, and I even pointed out to Christian Harloff in a, in a tweet a long time ago, that they canonized the hundred years darkness between the Jedi and the Sith, and I'm like, oh look at look at it, they did this, and he liked my tweet. I'm like, yay, <laughs> but um, but it's stuff like that I would really want to see. Yeah. I I don't disagree. I think they they've definitely been diving into that stuff lately. Like I like I mentioned, and because they they do a lot of like expanding on like canon and like the, what all this means in the the animated shows and in the books and stuff, so that the audience at large doesn't really get to see a lot of this. And even like budget wise, you know, like it's always cool to see it in a movie on the big screen like for some reason it always seems to have more of an impact than you know any tv or anything like that um but we'll see apparently this is what uh benioff and weiss were working on before they booked it out of there because i don't know there's some action going on outside right now anyways (laughs) um yeah benioff and weiss it's funny because i I thought about it when they left it's like they just they're hopping all over the place. Like they were with HBO and they kind of, kind of depending on your point of view, they kind of flubbed Game of Thrones and then they're like, oh, we want to do Star Wars. And everyone's like, that's why they flubbed Game of Thrones because they wanted to do Star Wars. And then they're like, ah, we're not doing Star Wars. We're going to Netflix. It's like, I'm just waiting for them to go to Hulu now. <laughs> go, go, go right back to Disney. <laughs> right. But a different platform. But a different, different thing. Uh, they, interesting fellows, but... And then speaking of that, trying going going back to the whole idea of like what the Disney era of Star Wars has looked like and what it's going to go forward, that's just a a native aspect of the Disney regime with Star Wars, where it's like we've lost so many directors for different projects. You know, the going start of it all, J.J. Abrams' first director for a new movie, Force Awakens. It wasn't really a split issue, not as much as like Ryan Johnson with The Last Jedi. I was personally happy with J.J. Abrams. I didn't really know him as a director aside from I heard him about Lost. And then um, he did the first two reboots of the Star Trek movies. I didn't grow up watching Star Trek. I really liked the two movies. Um, But then let's see. J.J. Abrams, they kept him. Her there were rumors that there was issues on set ryan johnson ryan johnson was announced as the next director then shortly after him it was announced colin trevorrow who did jurassic world the first one was on board 
Um, but then he was let go due to creative differences. Um, and then with Solo, no, with Rogue One, also Rogue One, because that was also around the same time, Rogue One had Gareth Edwards, who had recently did Godzilla 2014, and there were some issues with Rogue One. Apparently, they're bringing in a writer to kind of like fix a lot of issues. Like they had to refilm a lot of the movie compared to the average. Um, but it was still Gareth Edward as director. Um, Solo had uh, these two brothers. I forgot who they were. No, maybe not brothers, but they were the guys that did the Lego movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were let go to due to creative differences, but there was a lot of drama on that set. Apparently, the the rumors were, and again, everything I'm saying is just rumors and articles that are just all old now. Uh, that their approach to the movie was more of a very comedic tone of what their style of filmmaking is, and Kathleen Kennedy didn't like that, and then they were let go. Um, my mind they were just fired <laughs> altogether and this whole issue was was like you know Kathleen Kennedy you're this producer you have all these meetings with all these people if you're not on the same page since day one why do you why do you keep string them along and let them go like so like last minute or whatever and I say last minute with solo because they had to bring in uh, Ron Howard to reshoot like 80% of that movie and now he's has a director title so yeah just all these issues with directors and the only real productions i've had no issues were just the tv shows yeah as far as we know anyways yeah uh you do bring up a good question as to like how why are these people getting let go after production's already started like do they not i mean i guess obviously directing is different than just you know writing something right but like you would think that all that would be figured out and granted like you said we only know what we know and it doesn't matter at this point yeah uh but that that is kind of interesting because yeah the star wars has had such a rough time with directors um for better or for worse you know it's yeah it's difficult to say uh one thing i feel really bad for um the sequel trilogy actors like i i feel like they have the same mentality that a lot of the prequel actors have or had um where they are just dunked on all the time and people don't like it don't they don't like the sequels and so the actors are really apathetic towards the franchise as a whole now um john Boyega was on twitter going all over the place you know about star wars it's kind of funny when you see when the contract's up and it's like they can say whatever they want now and he's just like making jokes about it all the time and you know i think there's an interview with um oscar isaac and the the interviewer asked um would you ever reprise your role in a disney plus and before she could even finish he's like no he's like hell no he's like no and i think uh he may have said or it was written down he's like they would have to put a gun to my head you know like they just i i can only imagine they had a either terrible experience filming or just you know kind of with um the gentleman who plays Jar Jar Binks, who I cannot remember his name. Uh, 
was Ahmed Best. Yes. Uh, yeah. Where he's like, they weren't hating on me, but they were hating the character, which was me, you know. So it's kind of like like with Kelly Marie Tran when like the internet just like went ape over her, you know. It's just like even Daisy Ridley, even Force Daisy Ridley, Force Awakens, yeah. It's like these poor people are just getting panned, and I would argue like it's not entirely their fault. I mean, a lot of it is the writing and the the directing um you know with these things but it uh, they just more people more actors in star wars who do not like star wars you know like uh it, it's really disappointing because like i love as a fan i love this franchise mm-hmm. i don't love everything about it but i want other people to like it obviously and so like to have like alec guinness right he, he despises Star Wars. Harrison Ford even doesn't really care for Star Wars. It's always sad. You know, it's like the actors who play these wonderful characters don't love the thing that they're doing. And that, that bugs me a lot. It really does. It, it really bugs me with Harrison Ford because I, I guess I kind of idolize him just because I grew up watching a lot of his movies, particularly Star Wars and Indiana Jones. And when you hear an, an actor reaction to a franchise they may not explicitly say i hate the franchise that i'm part of but they're just like very apathetic they don't give a lot of enthusiasm towards it i'm just like man dude like i just had this idea of who you are behind the character and now it's you just put kind of like this shadow on it and and like i can't like really remove that unless i forget about it yeah like with harrison ford too it's it's also interesting because he uh, in interviews like he he's very like you can kind of tell he doesn't care it's almost like he's playing his character in real life you know where it's just like ah whatever you know uh but then like he when he's in uh, like blade runner and he's talking about blade runner or a lot of these other movies like he's so enthusiastic and like you can tell he's really um passionate about it so it's really sad because it's like ah but star wars that's what Star Wars, you know, you don't like it. It's, I don't know. I just, I, I eh, it sucks. I feel bad for all of them. Uh, I, just, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm very happy, and I think we should be lucky that Ewan McGregor is coming back to play Obi Wan. You know, I mean, his character is praised, so I'm not surprised, but at the same time, like, Star Wars is such a, is such a gamble at this point. It's like, uh, you know, yeah, and, and that just goes back to a discussion that you and I had that something I brought up uh, last, what, this this past week with you at work, where it's just like Star Wars is meant for kids and the people that are criticizing the characters, the stories, the directors, blah, 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 are all these hardcore fans that have like this pre-notion of what Star Wars is to them based on how they grew up. Like original trilogy, no one had a problem with that because... We didn't know what Star Wars was. There were no previous comic books or novels to expand more of the mythology and the background of these characters. Sequel trilogy, or no, prequel trilogy comes out. People bash on the writing, the director, blah, 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 blah. Or just like, oh, no, it wasn't enough practical effects. This is not Star Wars. This is not Star Wars I I grew up with, blah, 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 blah. And then give it like a, what, 15 years roughly. And then now everyone's more appreciative of the prequels, but now the sequel trilogy get bashed on for like kind of like the same reasons, more or less. You know, it's the same arguments, 
no, no, it's different arguments, but in the same setting of just like what's wrong in the eyes of the fans. The fans are the biggest critics out there, and it's just sad to be a part of it. We are fans. We do criticize some of these things, but then when you see the grand scopes, like, oh shit, you know, we're we're part of this this demographic that has a very loud voice and that voice is hurting people's feelings, their well-being potentially. And it's just like, it's disheartening and you know, it's sad. Yeah. I, I don't think that like, I think, or I think the next generation of like the kids right now are going to look back on the sequel trilogy and be like, but that was my childhood. That's what I grew up with. And so that's what I like. Yeah. Much like with myself, I grew up on the prequels. And so I don't have as much hatred towards them as anyone else. I see their flaws, but like, eh, Jar Jar Binks is Jar Jar Binks. But I, I saw him as a kid. And so I never associated him with like the worst thing <laughs> in the world. You know, right. you know, George Lucas meant for him to be a, a comedic uh relief character and he still is to this day like i still enjoy seeing jar jar on the big screen as in episodes one two and a little bit three and then in the clone wars i still like him as a character it's a back exactly <laughs> um so and i think out of if there's one person that i feel like has gone the worst heat is george yeah yeah and also well, funny enough, actually, they again headlines. I I'm very guilty about like just reading headlines sometimes, um, especially when it comes to like Star Wars news. It's like oh headline okay. Uh, they are there are reports of the Lucasfilm and Disney wanting George to come back and help kind of guide things back into place because clearly they have not done a fantastic job of doing that as of late. So they, there are reports of of George. Not coming back, but them wanting him to come back. Mm-hmm. So that would be that'd be interesting. I don't know. I mean, would I love George to be part of this this universe that he created all those years ago? Of course. But it's kind of like, you know, you fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me kind of thing. You know, and he even said in an interview it's like why am I, Why would I want to create more movies if I'm being told I'm a terrible person kind of thing you know that, I, that's why he didn't do the sequel trilogy he had he had drafts of scripts made but he just never went with it I think he would be good as a more of a guide less of a director and more of a guide just like hey more of a writer I guess you know here's this world here's what's happening here's why it's happening and here's how things should be going but then give the directing the cinematography like everything give that to other people right but him still be there as 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 a guide as a producer as you know whatever to just be like well kind of like Dave Filoni right where Dave Filoni is like well we don't really want to do that because that would kind of go against this you know which like there's this whole mythos behind this that you don't really know about as much so you know we kind of want to do this um just kind of steering the boat or at least directing the boat, but not, not steering it, you know, kind of thing. I mean, if, if it was more like what he did with episodes five and six, where he was the creative head, you know, and he just let two other directors take that wheel, um, then great. Those movies came out superb. And, uh, I don't know. I just don't see George coming back. Like he's been very, adamant in a passive aggressive way where he just does not want to be involved like 
he, he they you know you see reports and pictures like he's on the Mandalorian set or he came out to see Rogue One blah 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 and he gave his input to actors or directors that's as much as ever he's, he's ever going to want to do reluctantly you know even Bob Iger the CEO of Disney he said George must have felt betrayed after he realized that these new movies had nothing to do with his script that I was adamant that like yes we need to get these scripts we want to make these movies but we're not obligated to this isn't a contract so yeah i and i i don't know if he'd like you said i don't know if he'd want to come back just like the risk there's too much risk with with him and people potentially not liking what he does and you know he may not want to just be a guide he may want to be like well no i want to direct and i want to do this and then that wouldn't go over well with most people you know so there are fans out there that that say he does have a support group that say that they want him to direct a, a film well yeah there's there's always those those people there are people that like worship him like he is the the best thing about star wars and you know i love the opinion that like he created a great universe and uh he has a lot of good input but maybe like directing maybe not so much which is why i said i'm okay with him coming back as like a guide right but uh yeah i i, I don't see him coming back as as a full-time like thing you know like he's just been visiting i feel like the sets of these uh shows because it's still like his the thing he created the world that he created so he wants to go and like see how it's doing kind of check up on things you know um even like with the mandalorian i mean it's dave filoni it's the dude that you know he like basically mentored right so he wants to check up on him and you know i don't see it as much more than just visiting for the sake of visiting and you know because it's still kind of his property basically yeah or at least uh yeah and, you know, in terms of creative geniuses, the only people that I really trust in the creative side is Dave Filoni because he's done an excellent job with two different shows. Um, and now John Favreau, mm-hmm. you know, um, I was a little skeptical because, like, I wasn't entirely impressed with the Iron Man movies. And I know he directed at least the first one. I don't know about the other two, but I'm like, all right, let's give this guy a shot. And then I'm like, oh, OK, yeah. He had one clear vision, brought all the scripts. He had different directors. Great. He did a great job. Basically what the Skywalker saga or the sequel trilogy rather should have been. Should have been that. But movies. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, I I only know so much about m- movie production and television production as a whole. But I do think a unified vision like that would have been would have been great. You know, would have would have helped a lot. I'm I'm without going into spoilers i'm just happy that it's over but we're done with the skywalker stuff um we can move on we can go do other things mm-hmm. um it happened it's like the rise of skywalker to me was like this this wave that was just like i could see it i could see it coming and i was just like bracing for impact and now uh, it came got hit and now it's gone it's behind us now we can look forward and who knows what will happen but i'm just glad it's behind us now you know without going into spoilers and giving our final thoughts on it but yeah yeah i i definitely want to say more about uh about the about the movies well more about the rise of skywalker but i guess one thing i will say for right now since we're talking is 
One thing I would like to see in the future going forward with whatever it is, shows, movies, particularly movies, because I feel like these this the sequel trilogy took a lot of leeways in terms of how they executed the story. And particularly the Rise of Skywalker, I'm just like you know what? They need to pay more attention to some canon material. I'm not going to say what exactly just yet until we do a spoiler review of the movie. But I'm just like, what's the point of having a story group if you're not going to adhere to some stuff? But, Dom, there was no no material written after the original trilogy. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. It's a terrible joke. It's okay. Kathleen Kennedy, you know, I don't really have a lot of thoughts on her to be honest. I just people blame her for a lot of things. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I think one side of it, I think people are just blaming just to blame. People, people need someone to blame. Oh, of course, yeah, absolutely. Everyone wants to put the blame on something, and Kathleen Kennedy is the higher up there, so naturally. But yeah, I mean, well, if you want to compare, like. D- d- put some arguments out there it's just like she is the creative head she has one of the last few says on people that are getting picked for projects so it's going back to what we talked about earlier with failed directors and creative difference issues you know it's like okay what happened there um and then another side of it's like how how is it that marvel is doing so well with the movies there's no issues really but why can't star wars hit that yeah, like the Marvel movies definitely have those few movies that are not great, you know. Um, I haven't even seen all of them, but I know of them. Like I know I know that Thor The Dark World is renowned as like probably the worst one out of all of the MCU films. Really? I think so. That's what I've heard. And then... Um, I would have thought of it more like Ant-Man. And No, Ant-Man is like kind of middle of the road, I feel like, with people. Uh, but then Age of Ultron is also up there as not great. Um, mm. Iron Man 3, not great. Iron yeah. Man 2, not great. Um, so they've had their stumbles. But then, like, you look at the past few years and it has been nothing but amazing things. It's like it's to the point to where a Marvel film is coming out and you just expect it to be good. You know, you, you're like, oh, this is great. Like, I'm I'm excited for this, you know, versus Star Wars. It's like, oh, there's a Star Wars film coming out. Well, we'll see. You know, it's a yeah. toss-up at this point. Uh, so uh, I I want Star Wars to be at that point. And it's so sad to, to think about years ago when The Force Awakens was announced. There was so much hype. There was so much excitement for this, this new thing. They're reviving Star Wars. It's going to be great. And then we got the sequels. And here we are today. And it's just, it's a different world, man. It's a different world. I do want to reiterate an argument that I pushed forward to you, Natalie, and Zach when we had our previous podcast. That, because he was talking, Zach was talking about at the time that the special effects in Marvel were like crap or whatever. And I had said something like, when you compare Star Wars to Marvel... Yes, they're like pop culture kind of movies, but if you think about how much of an impact these movies have made, not just in the visual sense, but the storytelling, the fan base, the pop culture revolution that it's happened, you know, the Star Wars has shaped, 
you know, Western or just culture in general in such a way on so many different levels where I still think to this day and going forward, Star Wars needs to be treated with the utmost care and respect than you get that, that you expect out of any other pop culture film, whether it's Marvel, whether it's DC, uh, whatever, just because the impact it has had over what 42 years as a franchise, you know, if people complain about special effects in Star Wars, I think there's good reason because practical effects really makes the movie stand out in some ways. But then if you look at like Force Awakens through Last Jedi or no, uh, Rise of Skywalker, the special effects overall are pretty good. At least they look really clean compared to a lot of the Marvel movies and even DC. And they're, I always will say that they're going to they're gonna treat these movies and they should treat these movies with special care. And with that being said, I don't think having one movie a year for Star Wars is the way to go because it's going to be too much. And clearly, that is a thing. People are kind of getting tired of it. I hate to say it, but like every time a new Star Wars movie comes out, it's kind of like, okay, I'm going to say it because it's Star Wars, but I'm not super excited about it. Give me that break in between like every three years. I remember as a kid, I was super excited for one, two, three. Um... And then now it's kind of like with Marvel, one, two, three movies a year. I'll see them. I'll look forward to them. But it's kind of like a little bit, little bit oversaturated. It's just a little too much. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that it would be like they have the Disney Plus thing now, the new series stuff. So I think doing yearly releases and that not yearly releases, but like every other year have a major movie release. And then in between that, fill it with like some really good Disney Plus series just to kind of hold us over a little bit, right? And then uh, to make those movie releases really big. Although that could also have the opposite effect of like the movies don't mean anything because we have the series that we can always just watch at home. Right. But I, I, I agree. I think Star Wars is become, I don't, I guess oversaturated a little bit. It, it It's hard because it's not just that it's oversaturated it's that it hasn't been good <laughs> you know has has been great i should say everything has been like okay i mean like the rise of skywalker my thoughts are i had a good time it, it was a fun movie mm-hmm. um but i it's not my favorite movie ever you know it's just it was, it was okay it was good you know that, and that's it yeah unlike what i want it to be which was like fantastic movie i'm so glad it came out i want to go see it 20 times like it's such a great addition to star wars and but I, I haven't felt that with almost anything. Maybe Rogue One, I, I, a little bit. Rogue One kind of took a while to like digest and for me to be like, I like that movie. I, yeah. I, I like that movie. Yeah, yeah. But <sighs> The Mandalorian actually is the only thing that has come out with Disney's acquisition that I have been like fully on board. I love this movie so much. I... I think it's, or no, it's not a movie, but I love this thing so much. I think it's great, and I can't wait to see more. Yeah. You know? Like, the excitement that I had for Force Awakens, like, the year leading up to it especially, is the same excitement that I have for Clone Wars Season 7. When that first teaser trailer came out, I was like, okay, this is Clone Wars, obviously, and then they show the first opening sequence, wide shot, uh, starship comes into view. I was like, wait, are they doing it? No way. They're doing it. They're doing it. I'm like, oh my God. Yes, they're doing it. Oh my gosh. If you want that kind of excitement, Disney, like you need to space out 
your Star Wars content. Do the books, do the comic books as often as you want. People are still going to eat that up. But if you want the same kind of excitement that Force Awakens had, you need to space out those movies with a couple years in between. Do what you're doing with Marvel. That clearly works. That formula is working beautifully. But for Star Wars, it's not It's not the same. For me, it will never be the same. I love Star Wars on a whole other level compared to Marvel. I grew up with Star Wars. I did not grow up with Marvel. I knew of the heroes, obviously, but that wasn't my childhood. Yeah, and part of it, too, is when you think about the resources they have, like with... I don't know with the Marvel films. I don't know how they do their uh, like effects and whatnot. I th- I know they like contracted out to different uh, studios. I th- I think they contracted out. I don't know if like they use any particular one, but I know like with Star Wars generally, it, they did try and stick with like one not one studio, but like I don't know. To to me, it's like the, the if they do too many Star Wars things, they are spreading their effects people too far. You know, but with Marvel, I think they have more capacity. I'm starting to speak on things I have I know nothing about, but like, yeah, you know. Well, I mean, that that could be a thing as well. Like, yeah, you're spreading your resources too thin, but also it's just like, again, look at the quality output from each from each side. Marvel, you can clearly t- tell that you know some things could have been better rendered in some scenes. Uh, like I, I will go back to maybe uh, Avengers for for sure. Avengers, Age of Ultron, and Endgame, where I'm like, if this was a Star Wars movie, keeps fitting in my bad. Um, it would just look cleaner. It would look more realistic. You know, they're gonna just treat it differently. And I, I don't know. I I can't reiterate. Which part of that is just a stylistic thing with like comic book cartooniness. You know, they they want to keep some of that there. But Star Wars definitely does have more of a grounded, like, realistic feel to everything. Um, but, yeah, I, I think, you know, if the Star Wars movies were better, it might warrant, like, a yearly release and, and everything. But Marvel just pumps out, generally, at this point, quality stuff in every department. It is, yeah. You know, I mean, you think about Endgame and, and Infinity War and, like, the genuine emotion that they made people feel, you know, like, they, they did it right. And I hope to see the same thing out of Star Wars. But that's the end of it for today. Yes. I know. Another rant on Star Wars. This is what happens when we don't do a podcast in uh, in a while. We, we just do a whole episode on Star Wars because we haven't talked about Star Wars in forever. And Star Wars, guys. You know about Star Wars? You know I like Star Wars? <laughs> you know what that is? <laughs> um, what's a Star Wars? What's a Star Wars? Have you ever seen a Star Wars? It's that one space thing that Reagan, Ronald Reagan wanted to do. <laughs> what? You never heard about that? Um, I think I maybe Death Star. Did he want to make a Death Star? No, no, he had this whole space program idea that he called Star Wars. Oh, that that was a thing. Well, now we have the space force, so maybe we'll we'll do something with that. Uh, but yeah, this was the kind of random finale episode. I feel like it was random because we didn't really talk about it until t- today. I was like, oh hey, we're doing the the podcast today. Uh, because yeah, it's just holidays and everything. So we will be back at some point with a podcast maybe sure i know we will it's just a matter of when we're going to take this time to really focus on other things which like i said we will announce soon exciting stuff for us maybe not so exciting for for like a content creation standpoint but for us as individuals and for what we we want to do with this this it's, it's exciting um to me uh, yeah 
And maybe it won't go anywhere, but we'll see. Um, but that's going to do it. Thank you guys for watching the 16th episode. If you want to follow us, uh, catch what we're doing and everything when we're not doing the podcast. And you can follow us at, oh, it takes me so long, at Digital Century C on all of our social media platforms, um, every everywhere, Twitter, Instagram. You like those platforms? We haven't been that active lately, but we'll try and be more active, especially now that we're not doing the podcast. Uh, but don't don't quote us on that. I, I have a bad habit, and I realize this, of promising things that I never do when it comes to this. Like the Mandalorian <laughs> recap show, which I was like, oh yeah, we're going to recap every episode of the Mandalorian. And now we're just like, let's recap the show as a whole. We really wanted to do episodic stuff of that of that thing, but things just get in the way. That's what happens when you only have a crew of two people. And you have lives outside of this. So... We will we will see what happens. But thank you for being along for the ride as always. Thank you for everything, for watching, for that, uh, just being here. Most of you who watch are probably people that know us personally, but that that's cool. We still thank you for watching. We appreciate you, you beautiful people. And uh, yeah, I feel like I had something else to say, and I'm I'm forgetting. I hope you guys like these props that were sitting here for those of you who are watching the video portion uh, these were given to me by or this was given to me by a co-worker let me switch to this one because he watches our show and said that he noticed that we don't have any props so he gave me a little little millennium <laughs> we can Falcon. definitely bring props it just can, be a lot <laughs> we can bring props we just don't <laughs> yeah and then this one maybe right here, go oh wait, go, no go ahead no no go ahead you. i was gonna say maybe a new year's resolution for the show for season two is gonna be to just do better with props and, and and things maybe we'll have a different set i don't know we spent a long time getting this set set <laughs> so like i just had to redo the lights today <laughs> yeah so it's like now we're, we're kind of just like oh maybe i don't know this is going off the rails at this point yeah we should have finished already but real quick so this pop figure was given to me by Jeff over here. I I never had a Jango Fett pop figure before. I've been dying to get one for the longest time. Couldn't find it. And then Jeff surprised me out of out of the blue like a month ago. Like, hey, here's a gift for you. Like, yes. I was with I was at Walmart with my fiance and we were uh walking in Walmart, as you do, and I looked in one of the like center aisle stands from the um end it wasn't quite an end cap, but Anyways, and I looked and I saw the golden pop figure and I saw Star Wars and I was like, oh, that's cool. And like, we didn't stop. We just kept walking. And I looked, I was like, oh, Jango Fett. I was like, oh, that looked really cool. And I was like, okay. And I was like, I don't need it. So I was like, eh, whatever. And I kept walking. I kept thinking, I was like, I know Dom said he doesn't have a Jango Fett. And I was like, hey, honey, let's turn around and I want to go look at those things real quick. <laughs> and so we went back. I was like, I got to get one of these for Dom. And there were, there were like three of them. And I was like, I'm going to get one for myself too. So... <laughs> So, yeah, that, that's the story with that. Go to Walmart, apparently, because they have golden Django Fets. It's freaking great. I was just at Walmart the other night. I didn't see any of those. Ah, I did. No, so, hey, just perfect timing. Just the Walmart, I guess. Yep. So thank you guys for watching uh, episode 16 finale. We'll see you all later with hopefully more content in our spoiler reviews of all the Star Wars stuff and things that come out. Maybe random shows here and there. But that's going to be it. I have been Jeff. And it has been Dom. And let me find the... All right. We'll see you. See you later. Bye.